This is AIW President Matt Wadsworth, and you're listening to me right here on Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you look like Bret Hart. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's Go For Broke, Episode 3. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAmaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a review episode of AIW's Go For Broke, episode three. And if you've been paying attention the last couple episodes, uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be the same cast. So you have me and we have Charlie Butters. I'm not fired yet. You're not. Not yet. And we have uh, Jay Gold. Happy 420. We're, we're, we're rolling today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Me neither. I don't, I don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's 420 for us, but it's a couple days later for people listening. Well, happy 422 to them as well. (laughs) So uh, what were your thoughts on this episode? Let's start with Butters. Oh, man. Uh, This was another good episode, and there's so much to unpack. This is just, it keeps, it's like a, it's just layered. Everything just keeps more and more opening up and I, it's, it's more and more fun to explore all these different characters we're, we're running into again for the first time. How about you, Jay Gold? Uh, I totally agree. This one is, uh, this one is a, a lot more like, uh, like battle dome and ECW on sci-fi as you, as you get to all the different, uh, characters in this episode and, uh, and, and some really, there's a few good matches and some really good looking things in here that we're going to, we're going to talk about. So, yeah, I, I gotta agree with Butters. It, it was a this was a fun one. The thing that I love about this show as a whole is we're we're building from week to week to week. Week one, we laid the foundation. Week two, they built on from that, and I think week three, we continued with that progression of building, and that's something that I thoroughly enjoy. And especially too, the thing I loved about last week is we had this main event previewed. So that's something that um works for. TV shows, so that's something I like seeing them do here. Definitely felt like an episodic. Uh, you know, you were going to get that to be continued the next week, and they they really did come through with that. Yeah, they did that uh, again this week, which was really cool. So it's it's nice to have stuff to look forward to for next week as well. All right, so butters, how do we start off the show? Uh, so first, we did start off with a dedication, um, and. Uh, you know, this, this show was dedicated to Shannon from smart mark video. And, uh, from there we went into a recap of last week's events and then to the leaderboard. I, I kind of love the previously on AIW go for broke. I was, I was just going to say that. I think, uh, I really, they do a good job with Steve guy, uh, doing those voiceovers and, and, you know, heading backwards, like, uh, like an episode of lost previously, and you get a good chance to see what we missed. And then the uh, scoreboard is is good. Right now, everybody seems to have only one you know, s- set of numbers. So next week is going to be very interesting at the end of the main event this week. Next week is going to be interesting to take a look at that scoreboard and kind of keep track of where everybody is. Oh, hell, even when we get to next week's episode and, and review it, like there could potentially be kind of a little, little shakeup there that uh... – is something we kind of speculated on of like, could we see? And it looks like we're going to see it. Yep. All right. What was after the leaderboard? 
Uh, we got a Philly Collins interview slash segment, uh, learning about Philly, and uh, we saw some familiar faces in that segment. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you know, just uh, some fellow fans that we have uh, seen in the crowd a time or two. Or three or four or five or <laughs> every show. I will I will say this. This really painted Philly as Philly is is the good guy. So if you looked at an 80s uh, baby face, uh, it, it could be the tag team with him and Marino if you want to look at it like that. But in this, he comes off as he's the good guy. He's the guy. He's the very definition of what a baby face is. Um, he puts in the work. He loves the crowds. You know, he's got the title. Um, you know, he, it just, it, it all works for Philly and, and you just, you, you like him right off the rip. There's no, even if you, if I never watched wrestling and you showed me his video, I would be like, I, I like this guy. This guy's awesome. And, uh, and that, that's where that works for him. Just introducing him as, you know, he did the tag champ. So, and they're, and their faces and everybody loves them. So play off of that. And then, and then Philly just gets the job done and he shows you exactly you know, what he believes about the business and all those things. And, and that's why, you know, he's just, just the ultimate, ultimate baby face. Can we talk about Philly's cash app? <laughs> Pin me, pay me LLC. I think there's some people who, uh, who might have some objections to that. <laughs> well, they can uh, tie up with uh, Philly with a collar and elbow. <laughs> I, we all have one of those, don't we? What, call an elbow promo code? Yeah, one of those, one of the shirts. I got one of those a few years ago. I'd never bought a call an elbow shirt. They also made those Shad Gasper, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, fundraising shirts. Butters, do you have a call an elbow shirt? I do. <laughs> My man. It's, uh, I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was a uh, Luke Gallows one. Um, I think it was like Brother Me Softly is the one I have. <laughs> That's a good one. I have that upside down in the mirror, collar and elbow one. Just a logo on both sides upside down. They're starting to do shirts with the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, and I still haven't bought one. What are they doing for them? Are they doing Are they doing uh, Cardona and Meyer shirts? Uh, no, just for the Major Wrestling Figure podcast as a whole, they release like a new shirt every month. I don't know how long they're doing it, but I don't think there's been a design that's really caught my eye. But yeah, I, I own like over 300 wrestling shirts and I still haven't bought one of those. But at the same time, I've also never, ever, ever owned a TNA or now impact wrestling shirt. Well, then it, the, the impact wrestling shirts, the TNA shirts were awful, but, but the impact wrestling shirts, I haven't really looked at most of those in, in a really long time, but those original TNA ones, those are just awful. I had this really cool Kurt Angle one. I think I had like a, I got like three of them. They were on sale at like Hot Topic or something for like three for like 20 or something. There's, I had this really cool Kurt Angle one. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I have it anymore, but it was pretty cool. I, I tell you what I do have. I have a wrestling cheers t-shirt from what a maneuver. That's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody here has one and you can get one too at what net. So yeah. Um, Philly. And, uh, I'll, well, we got to talk about too the debuting Casey Carrington onto the match. That's right. That's nice to, uh, see him debut, which I guess like not many people, I should say, cause I've seen him elsewhere. He's one of those wrestlers that came from another school in the area. And obviously too, like he's, he's 18. So he's been wrestling, I think maybe about a year. Nah, not about, a, about two years. I think the other school might start teaching at 16, maybe a little bit younger. So yeah, he's he's been doing shows. Yeah, he looked good. He he, he, um, he looked like he knew what he was doing in there. Uh, it wasn't messy, and and uh, you know, uh, being in there with Philly was was entertaining. They they didn't there wasn't any kind of disparity. I mean, Philly Philly uh, really was able to go with him, and and uh, you know, you, you, if you call him a student, sometimes you I think okay, maybe it might not look as clean as it should, but it was really good. It, it was a good match, and and it was a fun match. And yeah, Casey didn't get a whole lot of uh, doesn't get a whole lot of play in this one, but uh, and he does get beat by a gorilla press splash, which was awesome. <laughs> but because uh, Thorn just Thorn's pop when he goes, oh, like the Ultimate Warrior, he's like he's, he's going to pin him with a with a gorilla splash or whatever. I just thought that was great. I got a good chuckle out of that. Yeah, he had uh, a pretty 
good flurry to start and uh even had like a, a running flipping neck breaker which i thought was really cool um you know gave him a little bit of offense there to start and yeah I, this was uh Again, it's one of those things like you get to see a student and obviously, you know, they're probably not going to win. So you're going to see him hit that flurry, whatever, or, you know, get some stuff in and, you know, then whoever they're facing is going to be like, oh, well, this is what they're doing now. We're going to counter that, hit them with this and this and take it home. So that's good stuff. Uh, I, I like to see more. I like to see more. I think he's got an interesting look. So as Josh said, it was Philly getting the win over Casey Carrington and a huge thank you to our good friend, Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. You can find him at Ref Jayhawk. He gave us time for all the matches on this card. So in two minutes and eight seconds, Philly picked up the win. What happened after this, Charlie Butters? We got a little uh, video of Megan Myers, and there's uh, some weird laughing going on. Uh, it's creepy. Spooky uh, yell. Yes, it's spooky. We got a, we got a spooky girl. Um, then we got a little PME backstage segment um, with uh, Philly coming back uh, after his match. Uh, we see Frankie Flynn, who we haven't seen in quite a while. We see him. Uh, and let's not let's not gloss over that. Let's not gloss over old Frankie Flynn over there with the uh, mountain man hairdo and the crazy beard talking to his cane. That it reminds me excellent- of, of Charles Manson a little bit. Like he's got this like crazy like just crazed look in his eye i'm I'm excited to see what he does it's kind of interesting yeah I, I i thought that was fun like uh i you kind of saw him i think was it week one in the green room and now you get to see him like he starts now he's starting to play like a little spot in this in this show so now you get to uh you get to see you see him rocking or whatever it was over in the corner and uh, and happily, we'll address that again in a little bit, but we'll get a chance to see him spread his wings a bit on this episode. If I'm and, correct. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to follow up with after that, seeing him where they went to uh, a little bit further backstage and they ran into Rip City and uh, they had some words with Rip City. Setting and, up that that future title uh, match, maybe uh, Wes running his mouth, right, as, as only Wes can. Mm-hmm. And uh and I think he challenged or, or told Marino at the end, he was like, I'll see you around or something to Marino. So maybe we're going to get something there, singles, some singles matches. Um, but that would be great to start a, another feud within a show, you know, a show within a show where we're going to see Rip City and, and PME go at it. And that's the way it should be. The two biggest tag teams, you know, the biggest stars should be able to, to, to jaw at each other during the show. That kind of makes it, you know, different where you're like, when are these guys gonna gonna lock horns? And everyone's walking around backstage, and there you get a chance to see that it's gonna happen. They're they're gonna give it to you. They just want you to you know see it unfold. Yeah, that uh, that match was made, so we will see Marino uh, tonight. I'm gonna butcher his last name, Tanaglia. That's correct. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, West Barkley next week on Go for Brooke. So that we'll see that next week. That's what again we're. we're Getting stuff. Now we know we got that match next week. That's awesome. I like that. All right. Let's uh, move on to the next match. We had Frankie Flynn versus the, well, not debuting, but debuting on Go For Broke in the ring, Ethan Wright. So now that you guys have seen Ethan Wright and now everybody else can now remember they've seen Ethan Wright, <laughs> what were your thoughts on it? Start with Jay Gold. So. I liked the whole match. The match was great. Uh, I was, I can I be honest? I only saw Frankie wrestle live maybe once uh, since I've been coming to the shows. He, I never got a chance to see his run with the tag titles with, uh, with uh, uh, Magnum. And, you know, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed this match. I, there was one line Thorne had about Frankie's size. Thorne said, Frankie looks like he's bumping up to heavyweight, like John Jones style. And I really got a kick out of that. I was I was chuckling to myself. But uh, uh, Ethan Wright is extremely clean. Uh, he wrestles a lot like uh, Harley Race. The, some of those elbows that he threw, um, he was very clean. His spine buster was really nice. Uh, and and Frankie is is really good in the ring. I didn't realize how good he was. And uh, it was a it, that was a fun match to watch because I did not expect such a a really athletic and um, exciting match. I didn't know what they were how they were going to present Frankie. Um, 
you know, the Ethan already had his, his vignette last week. So I didn't know how that was going to play itself out, but it, it, it was a great match. It, they were both good on both of them. And, and who knows, uh, you know, how they're going to uh, proceed with Frankie, but e- Ethan, Wright, That was, you know, good stuff. I have no, no problems with it. How about you butters? Uh, I mean, okay. So with, with Frankie having the crazy hair gimmick and, and, and the, the, the beard and everything, and and talking to the king, I think that could be really fun. I don't know if his body is suited for his wrestling gear that he's in because it totally instantly. I was just like, what what are we seeing now? Like the, he's just this character. It took me out of his character with him in regular wrestling gear. I feel like he, if he's gonna be a crazy person like this, maybe he doesn't have wrestling gear. Maybe he needs to change that somehow and make it something a little bit different. Um, and maybe some, maybe somehow that'll that'll help uh with the character a little bit better um but yeah we get we we did get to see uh ethan Wright, so i i now can say that i've i've for sure seen him at least twice uh and yeah he 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 played a cocky heel here and uh it was, it was pretty good i i didn't have anything major to to gripe about lack of vampire teeth maybe but you know all right well Let's go back to Frankie Flynn, have how we're, we're seeing more of him again for the first time in a long, long time. There's actually a line that was said later on in the night that kind of made me chuckle, but you know, he's a dude that we haven't seen wrestle in AIW. And like, I don't remember how long, like, I want to say maybe Mount Carmel. No, we've seen him after Mount Carmel, but I think like it was only a handful of times. I don't know if we've seen him in the Odeon. I don't think so. I don't, I don't either. I don't remember seeing him being being in the Odeon. I agree though with you, Butters, about the 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 wrestling gear. Maybe something crazier to suit like the crazy personality. Yeah, some torn pants or something. I don't know. Yeah. Just play off that little bit uh, crazier mentality that he's kind of you know talking to that cane, or whatever. And I don't know. Just once, like I saw that, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then he's just in his regular gear, and I'm just like. That doesn't do it for me for the character or whatever he was trying to do. It just instantly killed that for me. So I don't know. My, my I, think you, I think you're being a little hard on him. I, I like the gear. <laughs> I like the face. I think he's just, if he wants to be a crazy person, then do it. You know, if you can do it in whatever gear, um, I, I like, I like his facial expressions and the hair and beard is a good fit. Let's see how they, uh, they work that out. Yeah. Frankie hasn't had a very long AIW career, but I will say this. He has changed up his look a few times and it's always been somewhat notable. So I, I kind of enjoy what we're seeing just, just this little bit so far with him. And the fact that we haven't seen him in such a long time, I'm, I definitely hope we get more going forward. Any more thoughts on this match? Nope. Nope. All right, and then once again, big thank you to our friend Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. You can find him at Ref Jayhawk, and he gave, like I said, gave us all the time for all these matches, and this one was four minutes and 44 seconds. An economical four minutes and 44 seconds. Yeah, I thought that was a really uh, good time to end at. Mm -hmm. All right, Butters, what was next? So after that, we had the 40 acres interview slash segment you did miss uh, one thing i took notes too granted okay. it's probably something that you didn't want to take honestly not how you wanted to take notes on but you're just like i didn't think it was part of the show the uh jaylet jaylet tw- 2019 smart mark video commercial mm-hmm. because of the uh the old ecw commercial uh style i i did appreciate that but I, yeah, I didn't throw it in the notes because I was like, I don't know if we're going to talk about the commercials on here or not. So, yeah. Yeah, I took uh, I took notes, too, of like segment by segment, just so I don't like forget shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely threw that in there because I thought it was a really good commercial. That's the first like I, I feel like AIW commercial we've seen other than like, hey, you can uh, have a commercial here on this show or you can watch all our stuff on IWTV. And then after that. We got the 40 acres, uh, promo. I put, I wrote them, them all as vignettes. It's kind of way I looked at them. Yeah. Yeah. That works. I, I didn't know. I felt like it was like an interview slash like, cause he, you know, they kind of mentioned like that they sat him down and talked with them. So like it was an interview to get to know them like a segment. Yeah. Vignette works, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's definitely like more of a, of a, uh, 
interview, but a small interview would be a vignette. So yeah, I think it's, it's like that. And they, they really gave them, showed some good personality. They, you know, gave you a reason to want to root for them or, you know, root against them, whatever I, cause 40 acres were, were heels at one point. Now that I guess, I don't know if they're good guys. I guess they are cause they're going against Duke. Um, but it was, it was well done and the camaraderie is undeniable and their chemistry. They've been together for a while, uh, Trey and, and PB. So it was definitely a good video and it, and it, you know, it was good in this time and it, it was meaningful and, and I liked it. I thought it was good stuff. Yeah. PB has really grown on me in, in the last uh, year um, when they were heels, man, I, I just really did not care for him and, and I didn't care for his title run. Um, that's when I really first started coming back to AIW and going every month. And um, he, he's really just leaps and bounds um, gotten better and better. And just all his social media stuff is really great. And I really liked, uh, you know, getting to see this personality uh, on the show and stuff like that. I thought it was really good. And uh, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a confidence, you know, don't you think PB? Well, Trey's always had it, but PB's got like a confidence to him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is kind of nice to see. You can just see it in his face. It seems a lot more natural. Um, and he seems kind of, you know, um, not tethered to just another big guy. He had a very, you know, his, he knows exactly what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's refreshing to see now that he has confidence in doing that. Yeah. He's just real comfortable in his character. It feels like now, and I'm just like, okay, that's what I like to see. Like he just feels comfortable as, as a, as a person and everything. And I think that's when you radiate that, it's like, okay, uh, this guy is, you know, something to take a look at and pay attention to. So, so you didn't like the two shows that he was champion. I mean, I like those shows. I, I, those are some of my favorites, um, that I, you know, getting back into everything. I had a really good time at those. I'm just saying like like his character at that time, I didn't care for. And then when he, when, you know, when he he came out as 40 acres and was yelling at everybody and being mean, you know, so I just didn't care for it. It was, you know, bad guy thing so you, you obviously you're gonna be like ah, i don't like him he's a bad guy whatever but now that you're seeing more of the character side you know the human side of him and everything like that out, out of character a little bit but like you know playing with that realm i think it's really cool and i think like i said he's he just has a different vibe to him now and i think that's really cool i really love pb and i love 40 acres as a whole fun fact uh if you go back in the archives all three of those uh 40 acres members have been interviewed right here on this podcast but I'm kind of wondering, and it could, it could be just one of those things because of COVID or it could be because of, obviously it's harder to get them, but is AJ Gray still part of 40 Acres? That's kind of my question. I think this, um, um, what do we call it? This uh, uh, grouping of 40 Acres is for this show. I don't think, um, I don't think AJ is gone, but I don't think, you know, this iteration of 40 acres is going to be these three for this show. Um, and I don't, I think this is, that's kind of what that video was trying to get across. Like these are who, uh, these are who they are. This is what 40 acres is. And, uh, you know, AJ will be along in, in the shows as we go, you know, the live shows and such, but I think for TV purposes, I think this is the, this is the, uh, iteration of, of, uh, uh, of 40 acres that, that they want you to see. Yeah. I, I definitely hope, outside of go for broke we see aj gray in 40 acres because i'd love to see that that group as a whole all four members work together i've said it i don't know if i said it on the podcast i put it out on twitter i want a 40 acres shirt but it's all four of those members in like that iconic death row records uh picture of like dr dre suge knight snoop dogg and who the fuck am I missing? Tupac. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think um, I think this. I think I'm I'm just very interested in in the way that where they're going to go with it, and and we'll talk about that match later. But Jocelyn continues to impress. I do like that we did get feedback um, from the card is going to change this week as well. That uh, the two shows that we got coming up, the two live shows, uh, do not play into this series and don't have ramifications from the series going on on those shows. So I think that that's a question, you know, we kind of had and we kind of played around with that we now know is not going to be a factor in these shows. So I think that with that being said, I think that we will see AJ Gray uh, back with 40 acres 
uh, when it does permit um, him to be available and at the show. So that gets into a whole different thing too, that we haven't really talked about here on the podcast. I can't remember if we talked about it last week. I don't think we did, or maybe we did that the two live shows next week will be on IWTV. So that also goes back to what I was saying before, like, am I going to be live tweeting those shows? Yeah, now I am. So uh, even on top of all of that, I have to figure out how I'm going to do some review shows for those. I think we'll keep go for broke coming out on Thursday, like normal, but I might work it out to where there's some bonus reviews that come out on a Monday where we go over those two shows. Haven't really planned it out, but after that news came out, I was like, Oh shit, that's well, might as well review those two. That's what we do here. And, um, Ah, there was something else from the card was going to change that. Uh, oh, um, I think we talked about it. I know we've talked about it off air, but I can't remember if we talked about it on the show. And I think we did just because IWTV says this show is going to be 10 uh, episodes long. Does not mean that's going to be the only episodes and how there could be more or it's, it's going to go on for a, a questionable amount of time? They haven't exactly figured that out. So that adds a whole nother uh, wrinkle to everything. Could it, could it be just to deceive us? Could be, but at the same time, if there's an episode 11, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So yeah, all, all that kind of update. Also, actually we want to go off an update from last week uh, within the seven days it took to record last week's episode and start recording this episode. I got my first vaccination. Atta boy. Now you're only what? Three weeks away from getting the uh, next one. Uh, I do believe so. I, uh, my next scheduled, well, my my second appointment is scheduled on I think May tenth. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's about three weeks away. It's good stuff. Hell yeah! All the, cool, all the cool kids have done it. Well, well, like I said before, I wasn't like it's not like I'm like oh I don't want to get it. Like it was like legitimately waiting for uh some place that I applied for because there's a couple places that I like hey like put me on the list. I want to know when I can get a vaccination, and one of them was with my county. And I think a day or two, uh, or no, it was, uh, I think last Friday, I got a, I got an email from the county saying, hey, like, well, you can schedule your appointment right now. And uh, that was uh, last Sunday. So I was like, perfect. Excellent. So I was like, perfect. I don't have to call off work. I can get it on my day off. That's that's awesome. So I got in, like, literally uh, the place that they do it is our, our county fairgrounds. And I'm telling you, it's like a mile or so away from my uh, apartment. So like that. Oh, yeah, it is. I drive, I drive past it when I go to your place. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was like really close. That was another reason why, like, I wanted to get it with them. So yeah, um, unfortunately, I won't be fully vaccinated for next week's shows, and uh, well, I will be fully vaccinated for Toyhio, which I'm really looking forward to. For all right, after the Forty Acres vignette, what did we have next? We got uh, Duke with the Bitcoin Boys discussing strategy, and uh, Duke, good old Duke Brian. Be- Wait, Duke, Duke is slowly becoming the MVP of of Go for Broke. And, and he really has, man, like he carried the last episode and like, I find myself waiting for like his, some of his one-liners and things. And like, he, I, he, he absolutely is, is Lex Luthor in this whole show right now. And he's, uh, he's a really good, uh, he's like my favorite, my absolute favorite part of the show. Yeah. He's definitely, uh, going to shine with, with how he is. Like you could just tell with how he is at live shows, uh, this, I mean, is right up his alley. He's going to shine in this series and, uh, it's, it's really fun. Like they couldn't have a, a better bad guy to, to, to watch do this. It's, it's really funny to, um, get to see. I mean, I would say that if, if you thought last week, the Duke, uh, helped carry the show, I mean, kind of this week too. I mean, he, he was on this show a lot. The MVP. I'm going to start calling Duke MVP. <laughs> He should come out to that music with the big blow up uh, MVP money symbol. <laughs> what else happened in that particular segment? So we had Brian Carson show up and uh, he was on his way to the ring for a match. <laughs> and what did Mikey say? Uh, something about him being on commentary. Uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, right after he walked away, he goes, thanks, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize 
uh, Brian Carson has so much personality, by the way. I have, I have not seen him wrestle, so I, I had no idea. I've only heard him on, on commentary. He kind of reminded me over there of a little Eli Drake and a little, uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, some of that arrogance in there. And, 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 you know, I, I kind of liked what he, uh, what he had to offer as far as, uh, as far as his personality goes really abrasive, a good foil, good, another bit, almost like, uh, um, you know, like a good, like the, the Riddler to Duke's, uh, you know, Lex Luthor, like just another foil, like two egos going at it. And I kind of like that, uh, what Brian Carson brought to that. If I know enough about Brian Carson, he would rather you, uh, compare him to the Joker. Okay. But I, you know, I saw it more of, I didn't see him as diabolical as much as, uh, as I saw more as Eli Drake. You mean LA Knight? Right. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> L.A. Knight. Jonah's favorite wrestler. If I can remember the town that they bill him from, I would say it. Uh, Joe Sposto is yelling at his uh, his uh, phone or his speaker uh, or his radio saying where he's from. I always fucking forget. Somewhere in Maryland. So that whole thing led to the next match. Which we had Brian Carson versus El Ninja Uno. Another mass wrestler that we've never heard of. I see a bright future for El Ninja Uno. Very bright future. Yeah, he won some fans over like pretty quick on uh, on the uh, message boards. <laughs> El Ninja Uno, unbelievable. <laughs> he hopped in the AOL chat room right after the match. As Thorne said, El Ninja Uno didn't get Uno maneuver in in that match. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, there there wasn't much to this match. Brian Carson won in one minute and 14 seconds. And once again, that is big thanks to our friend Jared Hawkins at Ref Jayhawk. He put in all this work on Twitter, so please give him a follow right now. <laughs> uh, how, how did he, uh, how did Brian Carson win the match, Justin? Oh, the thing I have wrote down here, it was an easy victory. <laughs> with a sharpshooter since he called him Brett. He beat him with a sharpshooter. <laughs> I was bouncing around between my notes and Twitter and everything. <laughs> so when the the match is literally one minute and 14 seconds, it was like, oh shit, it's over. Fuck. Yeah, he, he lived up to that Brett moniker. He, uh, he won't want the sharpshooter. So, yeah. Actually, I was also in this match, I was, uh, I was uh, texting you two. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yes it was brian carson getting the victory with a sharpshooter and here we get to my favorite segment of the night <laughs> all right what was oh, next charlie a couple segments here uh so backstage we get to see uh, the production walking and uh they run into a good old frankie flynn and uh yeah this is uh where the one line that i i laughed at was derek says uh aren't you the guy that uh, gives wristbound wristbands out in front of the show or whatever <laughs> at the door. I was like, Ooh, yeah, was it was like, brutal. Like, Ooh, that stung. Really stung. Yeah. Well, uh, good old razor sharp showed up and, uh, stopped, stopped the, uh, the calamity from happening. So no razor. He doesn't want anybody to get hurt. You can just see he was protecting Frankie. I don't know. I got a feeling we're going to see razor and Frankie against the production at some point. I think that's going to be real fun. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yep, just got those vibes that you know, and I'm happy to see it. Like, let's. I like that we're 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 gonna see Razor Sharp more than once on the on the uh, program. So that's cool. Like, keep bringing back some of these guys and doing fun stuff with them. So, I'm still going with. I, I used to want to see the the production versus like the production 2.0, where it was. Uh, this was back when it was like Danhausen, Eddie Only, and Derek versus Frankie. Colby Red and uh, somehow Magnum would come back. I wouldn't know who to cheer for in that one, man. <laughs> always cheer. I mean, I always technically cheer. Magnum is kind of. You got to cheer for Magnum. No, no, no. You got to always cheer for Colby Red. <laughs> Colby Red, yeah. I cheer with whichever team Derek is on because Derek is my pick. Doesn't matter what it is. He's, he's my pick to win the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there, Josh. We got to talk about this match next yeah 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 this is gonna be (laughs) all right uh yeah let's uh let's get into the next match while we're at it 
we had Derek Dillinger versus the debuting Megan Myers. Spooky gal. <laughs> Super spooky. She did now. <laughs> she did, but she wait, but before we get to the, the actual minute. murder in the ring, she did that crazy uh Bray Wyatt, you know, uh, uh wheelbarrow yoga up and pose on uh, on Derek. And uh she had she had a couple of good shots in on him, but that was really as far as that went until Derek unleashed that hellacious buckle bomb where he <laughs> took that poor girl and just chucked her over his head tried to put her through the turnbuckles and one side of the ring and uh that was i couldn't believe she even got up from that that was insanity <laughs> listen you can't kill something that's already dead well just because you're spooky doesn't mean you're already dead so let's hope that if she was already dead it didn't kill her a second time because that was a brutal buckle bomb literally try this poor girl went flying it was brutal i loved it yeah i jumped up off my couch it was like holy <laughs> shit it wasn't even so much the buckle bomb which was just fucking brutal it was a hundred percent her hitting his knee on uh the way as she fell like she she also ate his knee on the way down which just <laughs> was even i more also worse. i also oh didn't God. think he was gonna do that like when he caught her i thought maybe he'd get like a power bomb but when he started the engine going and running in one direction, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to <laughs> toss this girl into the turnbuckle. <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't he didn't toss her to the outside of the ring like that. Holy shit. He had to kill her for real. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that was wild. But that girl took a beating, too, in a bunch of different spots in that match and kept getting up. I give her some credit. You know, she's going to have a cool... AIW is lacking spooky girls, so there you go. Now they have one, and they can they can do their version of the Firefly Funhouse and all sorts of stuff with this girl. The, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see Ziggy Heim versus Megan. I think that's what everybody kind of thought we were going to get. And then when it turned out to be Derek and, and Megan, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah, that that's what I thought, and I started to tweet that. And then luckily we went to... Steve Guy, like, uh, and first, <laughs> with the Ziggy time, it's Derek Dillinger. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> back, 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 back. Let me, let me change that. It's pet enough. I thought it was a screw up, but I had seen like a, a different Megan Myers tag on a tweet. Come to realize, like, she has an old account that she stopped using, and now she has this new account. And I was like, oh shit, did I tag this wrong person? Like, no, it's the same fucking person. Yeah, I was I was glad they uh, they did that match. Made it made it short. Uh, gave you some really gave you a few pops in there that you were just like I did not expect. And uh, and that was definitely a good uh, a good quick thousand bucks to the director right there. So yep, like uh, like Josh said, Derek pinned Megan for the win. And you know, once again, huge thank you to our friend Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. You can find him at Ref Jayhawk. On Twitter, make sure you go and follow him right now. If you haven't done it already, just you know, hit pause on the podcast, go to Twitter, and follow this awesome, awesome man. He has great wrestling tweets and a, and a fantastic taste in movies. And this match was two minutes and nine seconds. That and that was once again provided by our friend Jared J. Hawk Hawkins. Charlie Butters, what was next? <laughs> 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 we got a nice Arthur McArthur. Uh, what'd you call it again? <laughs> a vignette. Vignette. There you go. Right. Out of character. Um, a real story. Another, another very humanizing, um, really, uh, uh, good look at Arthur McArthur and, uh, another very, very, you know, good. I wrote on Twitter that Artie's a mensch. If you want, just looking at what he does, what he offers, where he's been. Um, this was a really, really good opportunity to get to know him. And, and I think he'll gain a lot of fans with this. And I think that's good there. They set up, they give you another straight, you know, baby face who you can just, you just want to root for the guy. He's, he's a great guy. Um, you know, he can't, he gave you why he uses a character as opposed to himself, you know, in wrestling and, and that's what you need. And, and he, 
he, I mean, he, his life is fascinating. He's a young guy. So it's, it's, it's really nice to, uh, to kind of learn about, about some of these guys and, and see where they came from to get to this point. So this was a really good uplifting, uh, uh, you know, coming soon vignette. And I think they did a good job with this. Yeah. Shout out to TKD for, for knocking that, uh, alter ego out of him. <laughs> now we have just normal Arthur McArthur, who, uh, uh, is, uh, a great guy. And, um, I'm happy to see uh, him getting some spotlight and some shine here. I mean, that's one thing we've talked about that is so great about, you know, these vignettes where you get a lot of the, the real person and that's not necessarily something you would, you know, get from a regular show or whatnot. You know, I generally love AIW. I don't think there's really anybody in AIW that I don't like, like maybe I don't root for them, but like, there's no like, like or hatred towards anybody. These vignettes and go for broke as a whole, like makes me love the individuals more and makes me love the company. I W more like, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's like, for example, you know, watching, you know, TKD last week actually like come out on like the show that he's gay. Like to, to me, like I already knew that like previously, like when he came out on Facebook and I'm like, like, that's awesome. Like he's now taking it one step further. And then you get, um, you know, something here with Arthur MacArthur where he's talking about his real life and all this other stuff. And it's however much love I had for all these wrestlers that's being added to. And it's like all 100% in the positive. Yeah. The, the, they, they really do a, um, a good job of saying to these guys, you know, Hey, um, you know, be you, we're going to put the camera on you and we're going to, um, we're going to get, you know, how you want to be yourself to be presented, you know, you're going to show who you are. And, um, it adds such a layer to it that, you know, I know, I know John and and Steve have talked on the podcast about, uh, really playing to the hardcore fans for this, but new fans can really pick these guys and figure out who they want to win and lose and root for and not root for. I, I think it's, you know, it's great. And they needed to, they needed to do, you know, they needed to do this as to separate themselves as far as a different style of show. And this really gives you something that no other show has. So I, I love these. I look forward to each a new one of these every week. Anything to add to that butters? No, man, that's yeah. I just, it's really good. I'm, I'm really happy to, uh, to see this and yeah. <laughs> All right. What was next? It's time for our six person tag, uh, match the bitcoin boys and the duke versus 40 acres actually you forgot the time capsule toys commercial <laughs> we gotta we gotta put on our over our friends time capsule toys we love them we mm-hmm. we, we give them our money when we're, when we're not giving toy vomit our money when we're not giving toy hunters our money or we're not giving aiw our money <laughs> so uh, yeah and then we got on to our main event the duke and the Bitcoin boys versus 40 acres. So it's the Duke, Eric Taylor, Mikey Montgomery versus Jocelyn Navarro, Trey Lamar and PB. So actually, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I don't think he's going by PB smooth anymore. He's going by the full name. Pretty boy smooth. I, I did notice. I think I had that in my notes, by the way, that Steve guy called him the full name. So I don't know if that's if that's just part of the re- reincarnation of his character, um, but yeah, it's good. gives it gives it a little more gives him a little more regalness, so to speak. He it's something that he's he changed like a uh, months ago, but now that we're seeing him wrestle, like we're hearing it. I like it. I think it works. This match was a fun match. I I love that. Uh, technically, this was the first you know AIW match of Jocelyn Navarro. And and Jocelyn Navarro Navarro took a big boot from Duke at one point in this match where he puts her down when she came in off of a tag. And uh, I, I got to give Jocelyn credit; she really she was in distress the entire match. Uh, I, I I also got to give all six of them credit for coming up with what they came up with because if you notice, Jocelyn really was. And I think Thorne mentioned it a few times: why aren't they tagging or getting in there and helping her sooner? Um, she was in there. Uh, as the legal man for most of the match. And and they never really got that hot tag. They got a few times where they got in the ring 
to uh to start some shit but um um you know it 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 uh it, 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 it she really took a beating and i i thought duke really uh, you know I, I again another guy who doesn't wrestle all the time or i haven't seen that much and i've seen a lot of him now and he you know he can move and he for an older guy he's got a uh, he makes me happy to be an older guy and able to uh move around like that i i, I like it it's uh this match really uh, showcased a few things and, and Jocelyn really uh, showed out tonight. Yeah. This had a lot of your standard um, tag stuff in it. It was really good. This was, this is a really fun match. I really liked um, once we did get to see uh, things start to break down, you know, they kind of called out uh, Xavier, not being able to keep control of stuff throughout the match, uh, stuff like that, which I thought was um, interesting, but I think that, uh, you know, that kind of played into the hecticness of a uh, six person tag. So uh, I thought it was, it was really well done. I mean, I'm, I'm more and more impressed with Bitcoin boys every week. Um, like literally impressed, like every week now, these guys are, they're like the rocker at this point. Like they're starting to come up or power and glory or something like they are, they're, they're, in the mix they're not they're not championship material just yet but they are in the mix and uh and and i'm very i'm i love their interactions the way they play off with duke and and you know nothing was going to matter if if 40 acres lost it doesn't matter tonight but duke's guys it really furthered it furthered the story it, it was great like that's that's exactly what this this should have been and as i said duke is the mvp of of AIW's go for broke right now. And when we get into the next segment, um, uh, you know, it really shows why I do love the fact that with, uh, 40 acres, we got to see them, you know, work as a team, which I feel like is something we need to see more of, especially when you're, you're adding a, a new member like Jocelyn, but still like there, there is definitely chemistry that was before 40 acres for all of them. And that's something that they've been working on through, you know, the pandemic. Yeah, I, I, you know, but I also think, you know, J- Jocelyn was, well, she was with uh, PB at, at uh, Thunder in Indianapolis. Um, she took some, she took a, a few tosses. She, like, I was very impressed even then, or uh, maybe she was even at, I sure you were open. But tonight, I mean, she looked, she looked the part. She was ready she, in her gear. You know, she looked, she just looked like uh, a wrestler who belonged and, you know, that's hard to just come right out of the gates with. And she she kind of uh, set that tone differently because she looked like she belonged with them. I mean, uh, Trey is, is next level. So, you know, it's hard if you're a rookie to kind of stand out or at least fit in. You'd always kind of look like a rookie. I think she fit in perfectly with them. She made her debut in AIW and with 40 Acres at I Sure You uh, Were Open. She came out to the ring with uh, PB, I believe. Maybe mm-hmm. it's P- maybe it was PB and Trey, but yeah, like because I kind of I marked out a little bit because I knew I've I mean I've known Jocelyn for a while and I know she had been trying to get into AIW and then I think I had heard at one point she did start training at AIW. So then when she came out with them, I'm like, oh shit, like this is fucking awesome. Like we got you know Ziggy added to the production and now we're getting Jocelyn added to. 40 acres. Fuck yeah, this is awesome. Give me more of it. But this is her first official match in AEW, which, like I said before, 100% awesome. Definitely. Any more thoughts on this match? Well, the, the only thing, the only other thought I have is this is the match that's going to set the scoreboard on fire. So forget what you think. Now we have half amounts in there, 1,500 amounts in there. Um, you know, we have some guys with 500. So now the scoreboard's really going to start stacking up. So if you have a spreadsheet at home, and I know some of you do, get your Excel spreadsheet out and get ready for you know half half wins, uh, you know for tag teams and 500 amounts, and uh, that's really going to play into this now. It was the Duke and the Bitcoin Boys getting the victory. MVP, MVP. I'm the only one, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... They are the ones that get the 500 each, and we now have uh, still a tie for first place, but it's now the Duke and Eric Taylor. The Duke and Eric Taylor. Let's say it. Eric Taylor 
one half of the new rockers, the Bitcoin boys. And he is uh, he he's up there at the top with the Duke. That's that's pretty impressive for him. That's a good stretch going into episode four. Wouldn't they be the new new rockers? <laughs> the new new newest rockers or the next heavenly bodies or whatever they want to call themselves. <laughs> they are they uh, Eric Taylor is up there. I don't know if he's Furnace or Lafon or Pritchard. I don't know who he is, but he's he's at the top and that's very impressive. But definitely not one of the Beverly brothers. <laughs> Man, that's uh, that's really close to two Al Snow references in one uh, one episode. <laughs> Collar and elbow and the new rockers. He's never been so relevant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, how did the show end? All right, so uh, uh, we get to see backstage uh, Frankie, uh, Riley, Arthur McArthur, Dom, and I missed somebody else that was sitting next to Dom. And somebody, oh, somebody in a mask in the background. Yes. That's what I was going to ask you guys about. Did you see that guy in the, in it was like a kabuki mask, white type of kabuki mask back there with a hood on? Mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody have any thoughts on that one? I will probably see him next week. You think he's somebody trying to get revenge for El Ninja Uno? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have a, a very interesting um group of masked wrestlers showing up on the show so if they're all somehow tied together in a group that would be very interesting uh maybe somehow you know with bizarre lucha not being a thing anymore we're getting all these random luchadors just showing up at aiw it's only a few hours away but you know they're backstage and uh duke and uh the bitcoin boys show up and uh carson is back there kind of you know telling him about how he's in the he's the leader and he's you know got the most money and da 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 and he's the best and everybody's just kind of looking at him like okay man and uh duke takes duke takes exception to that and challenges him to uh put up his money against duke's money now duke uh said two thousand dollars that he had but obviously we know he only has 1500 uh so it's a thing that we're now going to see. Uh, you can put up your money in a match. so Which is awesome. We've been waiting for that. Now they're stretching their wings a little bit, episode four. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to start seeing guys wagering and doing things with their money since it's their money to do it with. They just have to have the most at the end. Right. And again, Duke knows the game to play. So, And that's what he kind of says after Brian walks off. It's all a game. It's, it's you know He's, he's playing a game. He knows what I'd- to do. I'd like to see Carson go a little further before he got into this episode, but I'm thinking if Carson loses, it'll feel a little bit like, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, um, Elias losing the, whoever won the, the money in the bank and lost it to Cena the same night or whatever it was, or the next night, uh, you know, cashing in your money in the bank and not winning. So like seeing Carson go from a thousand bucks to now zero would be a little anticlimactic. Cause I think he kind of shined in this episode. And having Duke, of course, as the MVP, he shined in the episode too. But seeing Carson uh, uh, lose that money the very next week would be a little disappointing. I think I want to see him kind of um, out villain the villain, so to speak, and and be the ego guy a little bit more before he has nothing. I'd like to see him win some more money. But if you're going to lose all your money, do it early, because th- if he does, this does happen. He might be two matches out. Well, two right. wins out. So, like, he has time that he can catch up. Right. Well, that's a good point. So let's hope that that it happens. Or, uh, you know, Brian Carson gets out. Yeah. yeah. Car- Brian Carson gets <laughs> out in front and it blows up in the Duke's face. Wouldn't be the first time. Well, either way, it, it works. It's, uh, it, it's an exciting way to go into next week. We had the same type of uh, what's going to happen next week when Duke and his his uh, his boys go against you know forty acres. Now we get Duke versus Brian Carson. We also get um, uh, Marino versus Wes, and hopefully some more you know matches. Uh, uh, maybe Dom we get to see next week. We haven't seen him in in three weeks now, um, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, you know, I, I I thought the way it ended and and the way the uh, they give you just a little bit at the end of each episode. I like that. I like trying to wonder who that masked person is. Um, and you know, it was another successful, uh, run right there for these guys this week. And then also, you know, next week we could still have some more debuts. 
I'm wondering how many people they fit into that secret location. We got to see Derek get some more money. We got to see uh, uh, Dom get in there and, and fight a little bit more. See what's going on with the. Uh, uh, you know, I assume we're going to start seeing more tag matches, maybe more mixed uh, tags or or some six man. Because now, you know, as now we're getting into episode four, we have on the first run about six left. You know, you want to see guys start really using their brains to ways to get money, no matter how they do it. So I hope we get to see some more of these creative, you know, six mans or, or tag teams. Well, like what Thorne said, it, it, according to him, it's going to be over 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any final thoughts on this episode as a whole? Start with uh, Butters. Oh man, it was another fun episode. Uh, we got the story advancing, and I'm really excited to keep this rolling, man. It's 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 really fun. Something to look forward to on Tuesday nights. How about you, Jay Gold? Same. I, I agree. It's it's something to really look forward to. Um, I I kind of got myself hyped up. You know, I said now that NXT is on from eight to ten, then you can get you know go for broke from ten to eleven. Uh, that's a nice little block of viewing. Uh, on a, on a Tuesday night, you know, if you got some, if you have some other sports you watch, but, uh, to, you know, go for broke comes on at the perfect time. You know, I watch a lot of baseball. So once the Mets are done, they're done around nine 30, I'm ready to pop on the TV and get going. So I like what's going on here. I'm excited for next week. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, I love that we're building. And one thing I love about AIW and just when we, when we get the moments, I love debuts and everything, or, you know, someone making a bigger name for themselves in AIW, such as, you know, Ethan Wright and even, you know, Megan Myers, someone who I've, I've seen before, but now I'm like, well, technically both of them, I've seen them. And now I'm seeing Ethan Wright one more time in AIW. We're going to see more of him, obviously, probably as this goes on. And same thing with Megan Myers. Uh, and I think there's a lot more where these wrestlers come from. Well, I mean, also Casey Carrington, you know, making his AIW debut. I think Riley Rose peeked his head in there a couple times too this week in the backstage stuff. So we got to see him again another week. Yep, he was there. But first episode where he doesn't have a match. <laughs> All right. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Jay Gold. Nope. Jay Gold 12 on Twitter. Oh, and I'll see you guys next week. Charlie Butters. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I got a podcast, IWTV Guide, and uh, I've been doing some interviewing. So uh, last week I got to interview Gary J. Wilson from. Uh, paradigm pro wrestling he's one of the owners uh it was a real fun conversation so check that out and this coming week uh i will be having a nice interview with cabana mandan and that will actually be not only a bonus episode but also the episode for next week uh we will not be recording next week so you don't want me to edit your show for you i mean i want, want me to come on and do the show no, well, J- Jayhawk is uh, is busy for the week, and uh, I think we just need to take a break. So I'm going to do this interview, and maybe I'll break it up into a couple parts. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So. Justin's an editing mercenary. He'll do <laughs> show to show. <laughs> uh, I, f- well, I forgot to mention earlier that when the Duke and the Bitcoin boys won, that that match was 13 minutes and 17 seconds. And once again, that was... <laughs> That information was provided to us by Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. You can find him on Twitter at ref Jayhawk. And he also does IWTV guide. So follow IWTV guide and follow Jared Jayhawk Hawkins at ref Jayhawk. Fantastic dude. You're going to want to be friends with this man right now. And of course, you can find myself at Jay Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. And you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam. Super fantastic podcast. It's Evolution, baby. The IndieCast. 
Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're at Ref Jayhawk <laughs> on Twitter, Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet, brightening your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show, yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio, finishing a cold one, take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh, so we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day, everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max, signing off. Ohio, good night. The world, good night. We love you, we'll see you next week.